Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Mixing It Up with Maggie, podcast edition. Today, I have with me again my friend Tiffany. You guys met her last month during our episode on consumerism. Tiffany, you please introduce yourself one more time and tell us your field of study. Hey, everybody. My name is Tiffany Camacho, and I'm actually a psychology student graduate. And this year, I'll be graduating with my master's in psych. Yay! I'm Yay. so I'm so happy for you because I feel like when we first met, you were, you were like, oh, I'm studying. I'm yeah. doing my master's in psychology now. You're like, I'm a psychology graduate. I know. Yes. I know. It's a lot of stress. I'm very happy to say that, though. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy to be doing this episode finally because I actually wanted to do it last year when I was doing the feminist tea party and it didn't happen. So I've been waiting to talk about this topic for a while and I'm very happy to have Tiffany here and for her to take the time to sit with us and talk a little bit about um, this mood disorder. You know a little bit more about it because you actually studied in school. What is SAD? Well, SAD is Seasonal Affective Disorder. So basically, in simple terms, it's like when you get depressed or when you have feelings of sadness for long periods of time during the late fall and like early winter months. So it's like... For any of us, we know that it changes, the weather changes, it gets late earlier in the day, the sun goes down. So a lot of that has to do with how sometimes you can might be going through sad and you don't even know it. I have here that it's a mood disorder. So it's not it's not mental health. It's more about it's more about your mood altering for seasonal seasonal affective disorder, a.k.a. sad. It basically goes away. It kind of changes. It's not like a mental health thing just because it's not persistent I was very afraid to to say anything because I actually have people in my life that experience actual clinical depression and I feel like sometimes we utilize the term depression very lightly to Mm -hmm. say oh instead of saying like oh you know I'm just sad you Mm -hmm. say oh you know I'm depressed but when you say that when you say that you're depressed it carries a connotation that you actually went to the doctor, you were diagnosed, mm-hmm. and you are either in treatment or taking some sort of um, medication for it mm-hmm. uh, that is actual clinical depression. So you don't want to throw that term lightly. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until I went to the doctor last year, and that's when I realized that you can you can have it for for a short period of time and actually be qualified as as depression. Have you, when you first studied this in, in school, what's like the the impression of it? Because when I talk about it with other people, there's this stigma that sad doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Because it, again, because it's not clinical depression, it's it's linked to being like, oh, you know, you're just feeling blue. Yeah. Or, you know, you just are not in control of your emotions. I think when you think of sad, I think it's something that, not everyone goes through, obviously, but I think it's something that should be understood why someone would be going through it. Because even in movies, in media, in everything in general, for a lot of us, we associate the summertime. We're going out, we're hanging out with friends, more doing activities like going to the beach or doing nightlife activities with one another. That's usually what's associated with the summer. Happy times, you know, going all out and just enjoying and just being carefree. That's what's associated with the summer. With the winter, people, not everyone likes the holidays. Some people have to deal with the stress of the holidays. Holidays is family-oriented. Not everyone has a family. So it's a lot of stress that can come from these times that people are not really, for those who don't acknowledge sad, those are the things you have to think about. Yeah. 
I first started noticing my mood changes with the weather. And if I would speak to someone about it, I think that they would think that I'm, you know, going a little nuts or not being 100% in control of myself. So how can you, you know, say to somebody, well, you know what, when it rains, I actually, like, I physically feel like some sort of, in a, in a sort of mood where I don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. I feel, I, I, I don't know, I always, I, I would always say, well, you know what, I'm a summer baby. Like, I was born in July, so maybe I'm happier during the summer. I say the uh, same thing. And um, so that's when I first started noticing the change even though you mentioned and we're going to talk more extensively about why this time of year is specifically linked to um, seasonal depression I do have to say that when I was doing my research I found out that seasonal depression can actually happen in the summer for some people and that those those things that you mentioned about being joyful because the sun is out and because you know we are hanging out more we're more social we're outside some people actually don't like that. And I have a friend who tells me, and my mom is like that too. She's like, I don't know why I don't like the summer. Like I feel mm-hmm. more like I want to be away from people in the summer. Um, and in the winter, they're much more social. And I'm yes. and I'm complete opposite. So it doesn't always happen during this time of the year. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it depends on the person. The norm is usually that people enjoy the summer more over the winter. But is that the case for everybody? In anything in psychology, it's not the case where it's the end-all be-all for one situation. You have people with their personalities that they prefer the winter over the summer. Yeah. My mom is definitely one of those people that she gets kind of like claustrophobic and she feels like in the summer, she feels it more. Exactly. And she's just like, oh, I don't even like to go shopping during the summer or anything. It's just like that rush. And I'm I'm a complete opposite. And I'm going to speak a little bit about um, my experience, and then you can mm-hmm. you can chime in. Two years ago, when my grandma passed away in October, I felt that because I had to take care of my mom, I didn't 100% experience grief. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I didn't have that that particular time to to do it. Mm-hmm. When while I was there, this doctor in the Dominican Republic noticed something. And she prescribed some medication to me that I did not take because I was really afraid. Mm-hmm. And also it's like this tiny little pink pill. And I felt that I I, not, I don't like to feel out of control. Um, so if this is going to regulate something in me, I don't even take birth control. Like I, that's the, the type of person I am. I'm, I'm, I'm such a control freak in that way that I don't want to depend on a medication or something for anything for anything so i was really afraid and i didn't take it but the fact that she prescribed that to me um made me feel some type of way like oh you know why would she you know mm-hmm. why would she do that or or anything and then i started feeling whatever but whenever it was raining outside or something i felt like i didn't want to go outside but it got worse between october from October to January, mm-hmm. and I noticed that I wasn't enjoying what I like. So one of the things is, and this is how my mom noticed that there was something very wrong with me, was so I love to watch TV. That's like one of my favorite pastimes. I'm also a very social person and outgoing and just in general. Mm-hmm. And during this time, she would notice that I would take naps and I wouldn't watch TV. And that's when she got freaked out. She's like, if you're not watching TV, there must be something, something wrong, something seriously wrong with you. And last year, um, 
it, it got really bad. It got really to the point where I didn't want to um, interact with my family during the holidays. And I noticed that even though I was in Florida, which was, you know, a sunnier state um, for New Year's, I was surrounded by family. And I don't know if it was because it was just too many of them or if I felt, you know, a little bit detached in any sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember being with my with my niece and my goddaughter and my cousin who I love to death and you know these are the small little moments that I can spend with them was at that time and instead I was like oh you know I don't feel well Mm -hmm. and I would go to the room she has like a spare room for me and I would go and um you know she doesn't know that she's gonna find this out right now but I would just cry like Mm -hmm. no apparent reason just felt this overwhelming feeling and I just started to cry and then I would just rant and then I would just cry myself to sleep she would come in and be like oh hey you know like it's time to go or you know we're having we're having dinner like do you want to eat or something and then I would like wake up and and go and I would just blame it on like I'm tired mm-hmm. um but when I went to the doctor because I was feeling also that it was affecting just my general health and my my period I started I went to the doctor and then she told me that this is something that I have mm-hmm. because I have mine is not only just in general because of this is the time of the year for that most people have it but I actually have really really low vitamin D mm-hmm. and I didn't know how much that vitamin controls a lot of your mood um it controls your um melatonin absolutely and and then I've been, I've, I've been dealing with it in, in my own way Mm-hmm. But that's how I came to realize what it was and that I have it. When it comes to sad and when it comes to any form of depression, it manifests itself different in everyone because you have to take into account we all have different personalities. When it comes to media and things like that, they have like depression, like where you're eating a carton of ice cream and you're just like wallowing in self-pity on a couch. But there's people out there who are functioning who go out, do their job, or go to school, or do whatever responsibilities that they have, but are suffering from depression. So when it comes to your situation, you experienced a trauma during that time. And with anyone, when you experience trauma, if you don't deal because you were taking care of your mother, you didn't have time to grieve. So it never got dealt with. And that's the thing is when you don't deal with an issue, it kind of manifests itself inside you in ways where Mm -hmm. even if you don't acknowledge it, it will come out eventually. Having to deal with that and not being able to, okay, I have responsibilities. Like I don't have time to be worrying about me. It wasn't only your mother's loss. It was your loss as well. So having to jump into a responsibility and not deal with the fact that you lost someone that you loved, that takes Mm -hmm. a lot and not dealing with it is how it manifests and it could cause you to, like you said, not like the holidays or even to be around family and just to feel so overwhelmed because naturally we try to protect ourselves. So if you're around your family, you just lost a loved one. Isolating yourself, you don't have to deal with your family, your loved ones. So it kind of isolates any emotion that you would have with those people Mm -hmm. because you're not around them. So it kind of protects yourself of not having to deal with the loss of your grandmother who was a family member. Like I needed, especially, so this, my my grandma passed away in 2015. And I think that 
from 2015 all the way to October 2016. Like I like I said, I didn't I just didn't have the time. Besides my mom, you know, there were other other my uncle and um my cousin that I had to you know uh, d- deal with at that time. So I didn't I didn't process it and then when I went to Florida and I was surrounded by so much family to me I also felt pressured first of all I didn't want to go even though I was so excited and I told everybody like oh yeah I'm excited to go I actually didn't want to go there was mm-hmm. a part of me that didn't because I was like I am going to bring everybody down but I what I started to realize was that I can kind of take small doses so that's why sometimes I would just randomly just say like, oh, I'm tired mm-hmm. or like I have a migraine. So I suffer from migraines as well. So mm-hmm. I feel like I use that as an excuse. excuse. And I would go to the room and I would like, you know, sometimes I would watch something or read something and I would just kind of a little bit force myself to cry to just like yeah. take something out. And then I would exhaust myself and then I would just fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So... In doing that, like I did that a few times um, during my stay over there, I also felt kind of selfish. Like, oh, my God, like, you know, my my cousin, you know, she she wants me to be here. She obviously, like, you know, made, made the effort to mm-hmm. host me there. I should be with my niece. I should be with my, my family. Um, and I'm not. And I think also there's this pressure of, like, just like you said, in the summer, you're supposed to be social and outgoing. I think there's also this pressure in the holidays. This is a time of year where you're supposed to be cheerful and happy and yes. give to others. And I think that being a, the social person that I am, I think I, what, what ends up happening with me is like I exhausted. And yeah. I just didn't have anything else to give. So I just like. Like I said, you know. I think it's also having to do with your personality. People know you for being social. Yeah. So it's the expectation. Maggie is always social. Why isn't mm-hmm. she like herself? That's how people you basically from people being around you, they read the cues from you. If you're always someone who's like you said, when it came to your mom knew something was wrong because you loved watching TV. Yeah. If you're someone that that was always your go to thing to do. And now you don't have any interest in doing that anymore. That's kind of a sign that something's off. If you can tell that, you know, the mood is not you know, in the best of moods, the person that you love or or your friend or your family member, and then they're losing interest in things that they loved to do before, then that kind of should be like a sign like, okay, something's up here. Like I had a I had a teacher when I was in high school and some when somebody used to be absent and there was no real excuse for them being absent, she would be like, It's okay, everybody needs a mental health day. And I always, and I, I love that. Yeah. And I I love that. I, you know, this past year I've I've been through a lot with, with, um, my job situation Mm -hmm. and I felt those times where there's this association that if you take time for yourself, you're selfish. Mm -hmm. But I think that just like, you know, in the, um, you know, when you're in a plane and they say you, you put your mask first before you put it on someone else. Yeah. Yeah, You can't be a a good friend or a good daughter if you are not taking care of yourself. And I felt this, those needs to just say, you know what, I have some personal time in my job. I have some personal time. I'm going to use it. I need that mental health day. I need to like recharge my batteries. Um, But let's talk a little bit, you know, that was my personal experience. I think it would lead great into just in general, 
why do you think most people experience it during this time of year? You gave me an interesting um, statistics about just, you know, for, for those of you and everybody who's listening, who's like, well, you know, I really don't believe in it or like, oh, it's just happened with your mood. There's actual other like chemical things that happen in your body. We talked a little bit about vitamin D yeah. and needing the sunlight. But you mentioned something about Alaska, which I actually thought was yes. very interesting. So can you tell us a little and bit about over that? Over there, they've been like movies that have documented or have had their own theory. But in Alaska, because of where it's located on the planet, they tend to experience six months of sunlight and then another six months of darkness. During the darker months that they have, a lot of people tend to commit suicide. Your daylight and your nighttime give you a clock. It's basically like a clock without a number. When the sun is out, you know, okay, that's a cue that, okay, it's time for me to start my day. It's time for me to get up. I got things to do. And when it's nighttime, that's your cue to either, you know, if you want to go out with your friends, you go out with your friends, or if you have, you know, it's time to get a bed at a certain time. So it's like, think of like your, your sun as your clock. That kind of gives you that boost that, okay, it's time for me to get going and start something. So um, over there, when they have that six months of nighttime, it really takes a toll on the people that live over there. I know here, even though a lot of people were trying to get rid of the sunlight savings time. Yeah, the daylight savings time, yeah. The daylight saving times, um, because supposedly we don't, we don't need that anymore. I think it's just around that same time of the year, too, that mm -hmm. I start getting, like, the, like that, just, like, the whole change of, like, getting dark quicker. Yeah. That knowing that, wow, it's only 4 o'clock and... It's pitch black outside. It's pitch black. Besides that, going back to the holidays specifically, um, I think other things that may trigger this is um, the stress of family. So a lot of people, Absolutely. you know, see certain family members once a year yeah and if you're in a latino household you, you know, already know you you already you know already know for me is always <laughs> for me is always um donde está el novio yeah. you know and this time of the year i remember right before thanksgiving i didn't want to go out and i told my mom like i'm out i don't feel like i didn't want to be with family because i felt like i didn't have anything to offer like i don't have a boyfriend and then i don't have like a stable job mm -hmm. so it's like you know, everybody else is like, oh, you know, I've been here and I did this this year. The dinners are I'm always the you, accomplishment talk. It's the always accomplishment talk. talk. And if you haven't, or like if you felt that you haven't accomplished something exactly. during the year. You're dreading the conversation because yes, exactly. you know it's going to happen. Exactly. I also think that um, this whole commercialized, we talked a little bit about it during our consumerism episode, mm -hmm. but my mom also spoke about it. Um, she did a, a an episode of, on Christmas. Um, two weeks ago, and she mentioned, you know, how commercialized Christmas is here. Mm -hmm. For my mom, Christmas is a religious holiday. Yeah. For everybody else, it's more of like shopping and giving gifts. Absolutely. She gets super stressed out when she needs to buy a gift for someone. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't particularly. Like, I, I like giving gifts or mm -hmm. I don't stress it out. But for her, and I, I think for a lot of other people, there's also this competitiveness, right? So usually... You know, you may give somebody, um, I don't know, like a cell phone case. And then that person gives you an actual cell phone. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. That 
that's shopping is just stressful around the holidays it's always like oh if you want this loved one to feel Mm -hmm. happy buy these gifts because it makes you feel this way no exactly exactly there's a few things that you may be experiencing that is part of this um if you you know feel like you lack a lot of energy if you feel uh, withdrawn socially and one of the main components that we haven't really talked about but um irregular sleep schedule kind of like what you were saying about the clock yeah it really is something this is something that my my doctor told me not only that we need sunlight you know she she even recommended me to get like a, a uv light but also to really try to normalize your sleeping schedule when you lack vitamin d and vitamin d helps with your melatonin yeah um it really messes up with your with your cycle yeah and i noticed that i would fall asleep randomly at 3 p.m but then it's 3 a.m and i'm completely awake so when it comes to sad sad is like i said um seasonal affective disorder but it also it it also falls under it's depression and depression is comorbid which basically means like it goes together um for some people with like the lack of wanting to do things and the lack of like withdrawing yourself from situations so with sad it's the same case and that's why even for people with depression vitamin d is so important in general like it's so important because even if you hate the summer and you are not a summer person people i don't think realize the benefits that the sun really has on just your overall mood so how can we deal with with sad we have some tips here but i just want to put out this a disclaimer neither of us are doctors um not yet not yet not yet (laughs) um but we did research in this and obviously tiffany studied this but Whatever it is that we recommend, especially, you know, we mentioned vitamin D a few times. We may mention exercise or, you know, going outside or whatever. Please consult your doctor before you do anything. Absolutely. Um, it, every Like Tiffany said, like, this affects everybody differently. So consult your doctor before you do anything. We spoke a little bit about vitamin D. So take vitamin D. Um, taking time for yourself. Uh, listening to music. It's one of the, the great things. You mentioned, you know, being stressed out because of school and I have and and that the fact that because of that you you're not really in the holiday mood and I have on my notes I put skipping the holidays altogether just like you know not really doing holiday things yeah you know you can you can do that sleeping with a uv light soaking up the sun I quickly mentioned the skipping the holiday because I feel like some people like if you're trying to skip a holiday your family might not understand and might think like you're so what would you say to your family when you're skipping the holidays or when you're skipping seeing them has no pause button so you're just expected to keep going and going and going and then that's how you experience burnout and then you're not functional for anyone so with the skipping of the holiday that you mentioned i knew that that was going to be a tough one so that's why i just wanted to stop and talk about that one really quickly and just say that i would explain whether it's through text or or calling people or, you know, explaining to someone you're really close with in the family to kind of explain like what's going on. But I think it's important to say that I need just a moment, like I'm not okay and it's okay not to be okay. And I just need to regroup so that next time I see all of you, I come back, I'm better, I'm in a better mood, I'm stronger, I'm healthier. I've taken time to kind of regroup and get myself and reset. 
And then now when I spend time with you for the next holiday, like if it's Thanksgiving that you need a break from, when I see you by Christmas, I'll be ready to just be in that mode. But you shouldn't obligate yourself. You should literally take time to work on yourself so that you can go back. And then when you do spend time with your family for that Christmas holiday, you're rejuvenated. You're in a better headspace and physical place than you were before. So I just wanted to clear no, that no, up. No, no, no. That's 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 great. So what are you, you know, going in that vein of taking care of yourself? Mm-hmm. What are some of the other ones that we have on our list here? Um, we also have art therapy. Paper doesn't judge you, so you can just whatever it is that you're bottling, you can unleash that onto anything. Whether it's and art can have many different forms. Right. You can paint. You can write poetry. You can. You know, Maggie loves film. You can do right. film. I was just about to say that this is, you know, for all intents and purposes, this is my art therapy. And I wanted to speak to that because once, because I knew that it was happening again this year, mm-hmm. what I started to do, and this is how I met you, was book myself in doing things that, being around people that were interested in the same things as myself and also uh, being active. So yeah. I started to uh, volunteer and work at different film festivals and then kind of ingrain myself in creating more content. This mm-hmm. is my art therapy. Yeah. You know, I don't, especially today, Sunday, the weather and everything that's happening. If I didn't, if I wasn't doing this right now, I don't, I would probably be super in my thoughts and like yeah. self-pity and wallow and probably eating. So <laughs> I'm, I'm very, I'm very thankful and grateful that you came and, you know, even though I, I invite people to come on the show and everything, it may be a chore for some people or it's like, oh, you know, Maggie just wants to be on the show. This is my therapy. This yeah. is what I do for me. And this is what I realize keeps me afloat and on a particular schedule. I yeah. knew that I was seeing you today at a particular time. So I had to wake up. I I had to. Yeah. There was no other way. I already invited you here. Yeah. I already, you know, told you to come by. So it created like this purpose, this purpose for me to be up today yeah absolutely yeah that's that's important to have to have some type of purpose so definitely art therapy is something that everyone should try delve into and it doesn't have to be perfect you're not trying to be a picasso you're trying to do something for yourself so that's the most important thing to keep it if you have a friend even if they're not completely 100 percent ready to divulge any information about how they're feeling Mm -hmm. Take note when somebody says, like, if they keep asking you out or something, you know, they, yeah. it may be just a way for it to get them themselves out. Sometimes yeah. I ask somebody to go out with me and it's just, or my mom does that a lot too, where she would notice, you know, that I'm not feeling 100% and she would just purposely ask me to go shopping with her or mm-hmm. vice versa. Like, I would ask somebody to be like, hey, can we just have lunch or can we go out? You don't know what they're going to yeah. say. and. You know, I'm not saying, you know, go and spend money, but try to make the effort, you know, call upon that friend. Yeah. See, see why they haven't, you know, posted in like a long time or something. Yeah, like that, you know, it, it, it's Definitely. so important that it's so hard because we get so caught up in life. But it's so important that when you get a chance that you check in. Like, I know that personally, me, I have friends. I have a lot on my plate right now. I know I can go missing for months on end. So. I I completely understand how like life can just consume you and you can just be so overwhelmed. 
But it's so important that both parties, whether it's a friendship, a relationship, a family member, and you, that you check in every once in a while. I also have here exercising. So I am not the biggest, you know, fitness person. This is like my favorite topic. So I'm so excited. Right yeah. Now. Yes. But um, exercising for me, I learned also how good it is for you. Yeah. You just have to find what is it that you want to do with that time yeah so i used to do kickboxing and i feel like i want to get back into it because i miss it mm-hmm. and i think by my body itself like I, especially now that i know that i'm experiencing this not only would it give me a purpose to go outside and um go and and actually have a purpose to to go outside or to meet somebody um but you release a lot of stress um when you exercise absolutely so recently more recently i want want to say for like the last eight years i've been really kind of into like the whole fitness and the whole exercising i ended up in during my time losing 25 pounds during my you know whole life change and i think once i started to catch on to i really feel better and it wasn't just about like i feel better i wasn't getting as sick as often i wasn't um my mood was better um, I was just more, okay, if you want to do something, okay, because I, or any of my friends who were listening to this know that I'm the queen of canceling plans. Mm. Like, I, if a snowflake drops, I'm like, mm, so we're not going to go, right? <laughs> like, I'm that person. And um, I definitely have struggled, um, have struggled with some of the things that we talk about. So I think it's so important that you acknowledge that, you know, this is life. Like, even professionals struggle like there's such a stigma that comes with it and i found through exercise it has helped me so much not only for my physical health but my mental health yeah and a lot of professionals actually exercise like yes. they have that they they give that that time of uh, an hour 30, doctors or 30 and and um i recently um have uh i recently acquired an internship with columbia university and um they I just recently went to a training and I noticed that in one of the pamphlets for the training, they were like, you have access to the gym as an intern. And I was like, access to the gym. But then it made me think like they have doctors and all these people on staff. They dealing with stressful life or death situations on a regular basis. Yes. And we all know that you do not want that doctor who has been working on people all day and he's stressed out you want your doctor to like have had some type of relief yes, during definitely. the day have gotten sleep because you will perform better if you're okay and if you're healthy so it's so important so that was something that was interesting that i saw in our pamphlet that even for the interns wow they yeah. were like you know it's important that you know that you have access to our facilities if you need it and that's great my last point that I have here is taking in the sun. We can't stress it enough about vitamin D. And I know the sun. Go outside. Yeah, go outside. <laughs> like take a break from social media. I think also something that, you know, we didn't really mention, but um, social media can also be super stressful. Just looking at everybody's, FOMO. everybody's uh, pictures and, you know, perfect fear you know, of missing out. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Fear FOMO. Of yeah, um, you know, seeing these like perfect pictures of either you know vacation or everybody you know with their with their loved ones or you know g- getting married, getting pregnant, you know, may- having those like perfect p- 
pajamas, you know, holiday cards and whatever yeah. can put stress on you. So I feel like we should ditch the phone or even if it's just 30 minutes, go outside and just, you know, put, you know, put some music on or, or not even. Some just, people are just walk legit around. like addicted to their phone. And my mother told me, she's like, I think you're addicted to your phone. And I was like, I'm not really addicted to my phone. It's whatever you do with it, too. Because I feel yeah. like if you're listening to music or like you're listening to a podcast. I'm a big music. Wink, wink. Uh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are doing a good thing. You Tune guys. In. Yeah. <laughs> We're we're nearing the end of of our episode here, and I just want to again thank thank Tiffany so much for coming by and doing uh, this this whole thing with me. Um, when we were talking about you know how we look and everything, is because we actually have a video component to go along with this podcast. Yes, as you guys may know, I started doing this a few weeks ago, and I would love for everybody to subscribe and watch the videos. They're on Pink Leo. Um, been clear productions under youtube but we do have a video there where we do showcase these five tips that we just mentioned yes and we it, it featured us absolutely so, i was in there my know. debut i was a nervous yes, guys yes um so you guys can see that and um i i don't know i you know like even doing this right now like i feel like even more happier than when i was like two hours or three hours ago when we first started yeah like you don't understand like i i just I think it it's so it's the little things. It's yeah. this, you know, constantly or talking about it, being busy. Um I think it's so yeah. important that you do talk and one of the tips we also have in the video is about talking to a friend and just just getting it off your chest. If you can find someone or you have someone a family member or a friend or you know anyone close to you that you just or a mentor that you feel just like comfortable just getting it off of you, it's better to do that to then to carry around yes definitely so thank you guys for listening i thank I you hope, yeah i hope you guys um enjoyed the episode and hopefully it, sometime soon i'll have more on kind of like more personal topics um but i, I thank you again tiffany for coming by and you are welcome stay tuned for my last video of the year i'm gonna have a video um with my mom and we're going to talk about new year's traditions awesome so i'm very excited about that as well i'm excited as well tune into maggie's channel so 2018 Yay. she's got a lot of big stuff coming for you guys so definitely stay tuned yes